Welcome to the Creators Are Brands podcast. I am your host, Tom Boyd. This is the show where we discover how storytellers are building brands online. And today is a great episode, just like all the episodes. But if you've ever wanted to make a podcast or even considered what it would look like to start one, this episode is for you. We talked to Esprit DeVore, who is a full-time content creator and podcaster. She publishes multiple episodes a week across her two shows, We Are LA Tech and Women in Tech Show. And Harper's Bazaar ranked her show as one of the top 10 podcasts. She's an icon on Clubhouse. And most importantly, she's known as the girl who gets it done. In this episode, we learn all all about her process for creating a podcast and she shares her best tips and insights straight from her experience in producing over seven, 700 podcast episodes. The outline for this conversation is based on her framework for creating a podcast, the P's and the M&M's, purpose, process, production, marketing, and monetization. And throughout this whole episode, we unpack these elements. And between me and you, selfishly, I was asking her these questions so I could continue to improve the quality and the reach of this Creators Are Brands podcast. And this free consultation has already been a game changer for how I think about my show. And this episode is essentially a masterclass on how to podcast. And I can't wait for you to apply these ideas to your very own show. But first, a word from our sponsor. Something we talk about a lot on this podcast is monetizing your content as a storyteller. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Lumanu. This is the platform that I use that makes working with brands and getting paid easier so I can focus my time doing what I enjoy the most, creating content and connecting with you. And you've heard me talk a lot about how we need to stop looking at brands as a one-off transaction, rather seek to build a relationship with them. And the way you build a relationship is through effective communication. And Lumanu has a collabs feature that simplifies the communication process with the brand you are working with. So imagine having email, Google Docs, Dropbox, and payments all in one place. So when it comes to expectations, deliverables, and timing, you can literally stay on the same page with the brand you're working with. Also, you can request and receive your payment from brand partners for no extra fees. When you request your hard-earned bread through Lumanu, an invoice is generated and sent right to your client's inbox. They are then able to pay you with a click of a button. So stop using PayPal to send invoices unless you're selling your used air conditioner to your neighbor. And start treating your creator business like a professional and price what you deserve with Lumanu.com. You want to see my intro? It's pretty. It's it's a scene. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's intro. Okay, we're gonna do. Can you intro yourself? We're gonna do the <laughs> for this podcast. I get to intro my. So I'm gonna do my normal one. All right. So let me tell you though. So everybody listening and watching has context because I think this is like also totally on point. Being a creator, um, you're gonna see my introduction, and as you, as you've seen introductions or like youtubers being really animated when they talk i actually have inspiration for my podcast intro and it's a combination of steven tyler the musician from aerosmith with his like ribbons coming down his Uh mic and um wrestling the wwe and like the announcer of wrestling and i put those two energy forces together and i channel that energy for my podcast intro so are you ready i love it you know how, like, with the I WWE, totally they, they, like, hold on to words. Yeah. They're like, and we have. <laughs> yes. I do that. All right, okay. cool, cool. So are you ready? Yeah, that, yeah okay. I'm in. I'm game. All right. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, all right. And I'm going to use your name. All right. Even though you're not from L.A., I'm doing my L.A. Tech okay, podcast. Okay, yeah. So here we go. All right. Three, two, 
One. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, celebrating LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest coming at us from Santa Monica. Welcome, Tom. Let's go. Man, I feel like I'm just ready to jump into the ring right now. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, right? and I, you know what that does to the guests too. So many of the podcast intros are kind of boring and bland, or, or no, for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And that one, that like immediately, it, it, it's almost like a pattern interrupt. It's oh, I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're we're, we're, we're here to get into Let's this go. conversation. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because I do that with any of my podcasts that I do, and and the and you could also see that I'm standing. I'm standing I like that. because it helps me bring the energy. It helps me breathe. Uh, I have a stand up desk, but I've always stood when uh, for years before the pandemic, I had my studio, and so I'd stand. And the standing even comes still with the Steven Tyler with the ribbons. Yeah. I grab the mic as though like I'm about to sing to a stage of like tens of thousands, and I'm like, well, you know, I like it's that whole vibe, but. The, what's so important, not just for the guests, but also for myself, like when I'm uh, traveling around the, the world for the Women in Tech podcast and I want to fit in as many Women in Tech interviews to celebrate the women, the ethos of that, of my Women in Tech podcast, you could check it out on womenintech.fm, is to celebrate women. And so I could be in like London or like in a city in Bosnia or like in Kazakhstan or in all these places. And there will be like maybe like 15 women or more that want to get interviewed. And I don't want to leave any of them out. Right. But I'm like exhausted. I'm like jet lagged. I've been like, (laughs) I'm running around with my backpack. And so when I come from this like really organic, genuine, universal place of energy, like really in alignment with my mission, it gives me the energy to be able to serve. And so Mm. like, I can't tell you how many times my eyes hurt, my body hurt. I didn't know how I would make it through more Mm. interviews. And I did not have to do the interviews, but I wanted to because I think these women deserve to be celebrated. And when's the next time I'm going to be in Bosnia, you know? You just teed me up to how I want to structure this this podcast, this <laughs> interview. All right, so for, first, I, I want to uh, look into like sort of your background with podcasting and kind of like the, yeah. the overview, how many podcasts you host, because I know it's multiple. But then also, yeah. I want to talk about I, I, in the research for this show, I was going through your content and I came across this single video. And I had I had questions, you know, a bunch of little. Oh, I think I know I, which one. Was, it might be my favorite was, one. So, I won't so there was it, a, I won't there was a lot it. of good ones, and there was a lot of good one line, like a lot of morsels of information. I was like, oh, I want to expand on that. But then I found one, and it, it, I feel like it spelled out the outline of the interview that I wanted it to be. So you said that the you talked about when it comes to producing a podcast, you have this this kind of, this model of of the P's and the M and M's. And, and oh, that's so not the, one I was the, thinking. the P's yeah. are the purpose, the process, production, marketing, and, and, and then the M&Ms are marketing and monetization. And so right. I was like, oh, so I scrapped the questions. I was like, that's the format. <laughs> I want to hit those things, you know, kind of sure. expand on those elements one sure. by one. And and in the process, yeah. I'll weave in some of those questions of the of the sound bites yeah, that sure. I heard. But you just talked about the purpose of you know like how you align yourself with what your shows are all about and what you're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. in those shows. So it kind of 
tease us up nicely. So give me a little background of uh, your experience with podcasts, uh, how many podcasts you're hosting, and, and then let's talk about yeah. the importance of knowing your purpose if someone's just starting off or they sure. already have a podcast and they're just trying to like get a little more energy behind it. Sure. Sure. So I, I've produced multiple shows. I have two active shows right now. Um, we are LA Tech, so that's we are LA Tech.fm and Women in Tech, um, podcast Women in Tech.fm. And um, I'm really aspiring to launch my next show, which is Bragg Business Women Reaching Awe Inspiring Greatness, Bragg.fm. Um, the only reason I haven't is time management, right? It's like it's already hard enough. I produce. Um, on a normal production schedule, I produce three original episodes per show. So that's six episodes a week. And here I want to do even more interviews and produce a third show. And so that I just, it's a lot, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead for like just a second into, um, so it's purpose, process, production, marketing, monetization. And a lot of people come to podcasting and they're like, what mic should I get? Oh, mm -hmm. get the Audio Technica 2100, which is yep. this, by the way. I, I have that like one. The, it's, it's an it's awesome incredible. Mic. So versatile. It's so versatile. And, and, um, and so most people ask, you know, what equipment should I get? It's like the worst question to start with. Like what you want to start with is what do you want? Well, of course the purpose, but I'm going to jump ahead for a second. What do you want your process to be? What is your dreamscape? Like start dreaming up your process. If it could be anything, what would it be? And the reason why I bring this up is because with the brag podcast, I want it to be fast, easy, close to no editing, like I mm. think about, and that isn't how I produce We Are Late Tech. It's not how I produce Women in Tech. So with every podcast concept that I'd like to execute on, I think about first, what is the purpose? The purpose of brag is, again, business women reaching awe-inspiring greatness. Why did I want to create that? Because I think women as a culture, we don't brag our, about ourselves enough. We don't share our accomplishments. So I wanted to create a platform for women to share their accomplishments. I literally put the words brag into like a Google like acronym creator. <laughs> and uh, and then it gave me a bunch of words and I strung them together and I found the perfect ones that, that really defined what I wanted it to be, right? And so... Um, no, oh, no, no. Ahead. I'm just a agreeing with you. Yeah. I just keep going. I'm, I'm not getting in the way here. <laughs> <laughs> and we are LA tech is so people could plug into the Los Angeles tech and startup culture really quickly. And women in tech is about really celebrating women in technology around the world. So women can see what's possible, believe in themselves so that they could go off and do it too. I have the saying, if she can do it, so can I. Right. And so every single podcast I have has a very specific purpose, something I'm so like, it's, it's just like, I need to solve it. I need to be part of the solution of what's going on here. The lack of connectivity in Los Angeles or the lack of vulnerability in, in the tech culture, the, the uh, people doubting themselves in the women in tech space. And here in Bragg, the, the women as a culture, we don't brag enough, right? So I wanted to create it in that way. So now that I have my purpose, I think about the process. We are LA Tech specific, specifically. I'd love it to be in person because like that way... 
when I, even at my studio, I set up the first guest to meet the second guest so there could be like more networking opportunities going on. And it's just, there's so many reasons like why I've set up We Are LA Tech the way it is. Um, Women in Tech is essentially a travel on the go remote, remote show, but not virtually remote as in I'm traveling on the go. So for that one, I have an H1 and a mm-hmm. different, I'm not going to go through the gear list right now, but a different set of equipment. And then brag again, I'm going to be using Fireside app to record. I did about over six months of research to figure out what was right because I needed something not just easy to record on, but easy for an international guest to access without being charged that didn't have to involve video because I needed it to be fast and rough and like, you know, and so every single podcast with the purpose comes like, what is the dream process to go along to be able to execute on this purpose? And only after that, then do I assess, okay, what, what equipment, what do I need in order to fulfill out the, this dream process that I have? And so, as I mentioned, I mentioned little spots of my gear. I could get into the gear if you want to, but I don't think it's as valuable. For no, this, we don't listen. I'm totally with yeah. you. The, it's, uh, yeah. that the, the gear is, is, it's, it's like the cherry on top, right? It, 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 yeah. I, for example, I just saw Tim Ferriss doing a podcast with that same mic. Uh, he could he really? could afford any mic in the world. He, even early on, that's the one he's that's the one he uses when he travels. And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, he yeah. said that like five years ago, and I, and I was I was really surprised to see that he's still using that. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right? It's a it's a it's probably right. something. You know, he he might have forgot his, and he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go on Amazon. It's like a what eighty five bucks for that. It's a high quality. Yeah, and- and it used to it used to be like forty fifty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's fantastic. But no, the. The process too, I think a lot of people when they're starting out, they want to come out with a splash or they want everything yeah. to be perfect, prim and proper, this super high quality production. But what they don't yeah. realize is say you start – you have to live up to that every single time yeah. and that leads to burnout. Yeah. But if you can get down mm-hmm. your process of just getting the reps in, becoming a better interviewer, uh, being better at mm-hmm. asking, like dealing with your guests, being better at storytelling, right. like all those things don't need yeah. equipment. Totally, totally. Um, it's funny. I was listening. I'm not going to say who on purpose. Um, there's this tech company that I came across so cool, female founded, and I saw that they had a podcast and in the middle of the night I was working and I'm really, uh, I have a like a lot on my plate. So I don't really like go off and listen to random things. I am very careful with my time. Like right now I'm listening to the book effortless, which is really important to like what I personally need. So I'm not going to, when I'm listening to someone else's thing, if it's outside of, of what I personally need, that means it's a community contribution. And I ask myself, like, do, am I in a space where I can invest into someone else right now? Anyway, so it happened to be the middle of the night. And I was really excited about this person's tech company. Saw they had the podcast. Went to Spotify to listen, which was great because they had it linked in, in their site. Which is, you know, sometimes we don't even link to our own <laughs> content to be for people <laughs> to be able to easily access it. So I got to the Spotify really quick. Press play. And I have to tell you, I could tell they are really attempting to produce a high-quality podcast. And the reason I'm not saying what the company is is because it was so boring. Mm. It was just, like, really boring. And I'm like, what is the point? Like, I don't understand. And I clicked on three episodes because I really wanted to become a fan. So, like, I clicked and I tried listening for ten minutes of three different episodes. And, like... 10 minutes each, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, 
how is this serving my life? What is the point? Is this just like, uh, like it just felt like it was missing like a core purpose. Like it was trying to be high production. It was trying to relate to what the company does, but like, how is this actually serving yeah. me? I don't know. And then I clicked off and went back to SoundCloud and listened to like tech. <laughs> well, you, I, you made such a great point. All the production in the world can't make up for lack of care, lack of truly injecting your, like your curiosity, your interest into it. Like some, I mean, I, th- I feel like yeah. someone like you, you could use any sort of record, like recording device. It wouldn't matter. You could, you could go old school. It doesn't and matter. And you could feel your enthusiasm th- through the exactly. airwaves. And it, yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, how, how, how beautiful the process is. Now, I mean, you could do it on the vo- your voice app on your phone. I record my personal spots. And a trick with that, by the way, is it's much better if you leave it on speaker rather than your AirPods or yeah. headphones. But if you put it on speakerphone, record a vo- into your voice memo, it's great it's quality, great especially if you do it sitting in your car or, like, in your closet or something like that. Just make sure you don't have a lot of room sound. Like, it's really about, like – why does this matter? Like, what is this doing for the listener's life? Are you educate? You know, Dave, I think his name is Dave Gerhart. Do you know who I'm no. talking about? He, Dave Gerhart has a marketing uh, podcast. It's like a paid for behind like Patreon. I think he might have a public one too. He literally just shares everything he knows about marketing. He works as a CMO at these really big tech companies and it's like 10 bucks a month or something. I, I pay it. I just don't know what I pay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even like listen all the time, but just knowing I have access to his brain and whenever I like, let's say I'm like in need of some more marketing experiments or strategy or just like feeling frustrated. I know reliably that I could go to Dave Gearhart's podcast. I wish I could remember what I'm going to go to. I'll I'll link it up because I'm I'm, I'm already sold on it, but keep going. Right. Yeah. And I could just like get really valuable information. And the reason why I'm sharing this is he legit, I think, records it on just his phone or something. Yeah. Like the equipment is just like, it doesn't even, like, I don't care as long as I could hear you and you're telling me something useful. So now if you're producing a show that's like an audio drama or what, you know, have the gear that makes sense for the purpose of what yep. you're creating. But if you don't have a purpose, then then it doesn't matter how well it's produced i uh, you i clicked away last yep. night like and i wanted like these girls are so cool like i wanted to love it so <laughs> bad you know okay, so in your process it, it does uh how does your i mean you're juggling a couple different podcasts are do you kind of batch certain day like are certain days production for this or editing or just video or interviews how does that look for you because i'm trying to figure out that on my end so i could always get better i am an audio first creator which means i prioritize creating audio content and doing different like repurposing things with audio content it could be via transcriptions and things of that nature more than i'm a video creator um i used to be a video creator first i built the first action sports social network so i've produced hundreds and hundreds of action sports videos with like tony and Ryan Sheckler and all these like amazing athletes, um, Brian Deegan, but like, um, that is part of my past and I know what goes into video. Like, you know, I really admire 
your Instagram account bonus footage. It's like amazing. And, and you put a lot of time into video. I purposely chose to be an audio first creator because it's significantly less time to produce and post production for audio than it is video. I don't have to think about color correction. I don't have to think about transitions, like not the same kind of trend. It's yeah. a lot harder to do a transition in video than it, it would be in audio. So like, there's just so much that I don't have to deal with in post-production being an audio first creator. So once I decided to be an audio first creator, then it's about, okay, when do I do the interviews? And it used to be sloppy at all the time. Now I do interviews on Thursdays and Fridays. Mm. Um, I no longer edit myself. When I did edit myself, I used Sound Studio for Mac and it was amazing. It's like iMovie for Mac. Now I do have editors that, that edit for me. Um, I really actually enjoy editing. I call it painting audio. It's like a puzzle. It's like, I love it. Yes, it is like a puzzle, except that I ask myself, is this the best use of my time with where I, how I'd like to show up in the world and where I'm trying to get to as a creator. So if I choose, even though I enjoy editing to invest all my time into editing, that means I'm not moderating other rooms on clubhouse. It means I'm not giving speaking engagements. It means I'm not doing business deals. It means that like opportunities are not happening because my time can only be spent on a certain set amount of things. So I have to choose like what are my superpowers and how do I lean in to my absolute superpowers? And so if I want to edit something on a random day, sure, as like a hobby for fun, but to rely on myself to edit everything that I do. Like I even just started a new YouTube channel um, focused on getting 10,000 podcast listeners a month. So I share insights and strategies for all indie creators, uh, indie podcast creators to get to 10,000 listeners a month. My, my channel's new. I have not even hit 200 subscribers yet. And I also just re- did my custom domain last night, mm-hmm. right? And I have already, right at the, I edited the first couple myself, found an editor. I already have an editor, Dope. like Cam, who, who edits the videos for me, right? Because I'm thinking, and, and most people would tell you, like almost all people will tell you, do not hire an editor till you're way further along and blah, blah, blah. Look, I always say your intuition is your oracle. We all have different life situations. Yep. Um, and you and for my life situation, I'm I'm a community builder and building this production business and everything else. Like I it's it's the what I was bringing up before. Do I want to spend my time editing or is my time better used somewhere else that will create a more sustainable business? And to like the time that Cam edits my YouTube and that Corey and Adam edit the podcast is time that I could be investing into things to grow the business and uh, process design and everything else. Right. So that's how, that's how I break it down. And one more thing on my like run on is I feel like a lot of you listening will think, Oh, like, sure, you could just afford to hire a YouTube editor so fast. Look, there are a lot of people out there that are hungry, and everybody can work at a different budget. You simply have to dreamline what you want your ideal process to be, and then just start putting it out there. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you. You may not know that they exist today, but as long as you dreamline and you know, like, you know, what you'd like your ideal case scenario to be, then you just have to go out. I 
get people hit me up all the time to edit for me for free with cam I, he works with me on the budget that i i could do right and like and i could only also do so many because it has to be within the budget that works for both of us so maybe if i didn't work with cam i'd want to do like three videos a week or something i do one video a week a week so we're back we're, <laughs> we're back hello we're back now, um this is the so we actually got disconnected which is a very real situation in remote podcasting and it's not like platform specific um all of the remote podcasting sites kind of have this issue where sometimes there's a delay or something doesn't work and i was going to say I, I knew to restart my computer because one time on women in tech podcast i was interviewing someone from nasa who's like like insane about her technology and she was really frustrated she couldn't get her main computer to work she's like i don't understand so she ended up doing the whole interview on a different computer and then she asked me to hold on and she went, she turned off her main computer, rebooted it, the whole thing. And then it worked like magic. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to power off and power back on, yeah. but it's part of the job and it's, and you have to like somehow, you know, make sure that your guest still feels comfortable because like the technology, the recording technology, not working for people who aren't in the industry as a content creator makes you look unprofessional. I so know. you kind of have to be prepared with what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I going to, how am I going to make them feel ease? How am I going to remember where I left off? There's like so much to think about. Um, but yeah, I powering back up, like restarting my computer entirely, like, seem to fix the glitch for now well, um, yeah, that's what i was thinking i was grateful that it's someone that is in the space and has had to do this type of troubleshooting and stopping and starting before because yeah. of the, the the tools that we use that you know it do afford us you know and we're having this conversation for the most part it goes well uh but yeah there's these times that it comes up and it is embarrassing when someone like it's like, yeah. what was this cheap platform this guy's paying for? How come totally. it's not working? Definitely send in Riverside an email <laughs> with with a can, screenshot of of the message that you got. Can I? Okay, I want to share with with you. This is kind of like off off uh, off our flow, but I think it's it's just so real. Okay, so I'm going to share with you a story that I've never shared with anyone publicly, yeah. and it was like a mortifying time as a content creator. It was just insane. So. I had this podcast. Luckily, it was with someone that I knew that I had like a good relationship with, was comfortable. The podcast I had had the day before was me interviewing Google. So like I was so lucky that this didn't happen. So I struggle with anxiety. And to in order to combat this, I take a CBD tincture. Now, I don't smoke weed. I don't do anything. So I don't know about this world. But yeah. I've been taking this CBD tincture like for a long time. And uh, in MedMen, where a lot of people go to get their like weed products, I was like, look, I don't want to be high. I, I don't want any chance <sighs> of being high. Like, I just want to help with my anxiety. They're like, no, no, no. This stuff, the way it is. Well, okay. So I've been taking this exact same thing for years. I was at the end of my bottle of the CBD thing, right? And so I just poured the rest in my mouth, not thinking. I leave it in my bathroom. Um, so that's where I take it from. I start my podcast interview with the most incredible podcast and fellow podcaster in the world, Danny Miranda, who I had already met. So there was like some yeah. sort of rapport there. And I am not aware that I am high. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't do any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, 
do I seem weird to you? He's like, no, you seem fine. I'm like, are you sure? I'm telling uh-huh. you something's wrong. Like, I was like, I was paranoid. Yeah, yeah. I was freaking out. I didn't understand I was high because yeah. I had been taking the same thing for years. Maybe the steam from my shower changed the chemistry of the bottle or maybe if you the just take too much. The bottom of it was like more concentrated maybe? Maybe. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the, I don't know that world either. I'm not the guy. <laughs> but all of it is so foreign to me that I was not aware that what was happening to me. Yeah. And this was all happening in real time as we're recording. I mean, obviously it wasn't live. Like I wasn't, it was a private recorded podcast to be published later, but like it was awful. Anyway, after the next day when I was like, yeah, I was definitely like, because I didn't know what was happening. So the next day I was like, yeah, my body feels normal now. What the fuck was that about? Or what was that about? You know? And, um, and I messaged Danny like a million times. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm mortified. I'm embarrassed. He was so chill about it. Like, so he was like giving me advice. He's like, look, it's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it was nuts. So, talk about being a, like, sometimes stuff happens. <laughs> stuff happens. And it brings me to a quote, perfect tea up, that you said in one of your pieces of content. The core part of being an entrepreneur is adapting to what your audience wants. And sometimes it's not the audience that you have to adapt for it's you know being in the moment and trying to find a solution on the fly and totally. and and not and not being shooken in the process and and just being uh uh yeah being solution yeah. first <laughs> solution look, minded solution minded yeah i mean look at the end of the day None of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. Did I try to get high before a podcast interview? Zero percent. No, but you got a story now. (laughs) I mean, an embarrassing story. This is the first time I've ever shared it. But like, you know, the point is like, and this is what Danny was encouraging me to. He's so kind. Definitely check out his podcast, the Danny Miranda podcast. It's like uh, he's amazing. He's one of the best interviewers I've ever come across. But um, what he's been encouraging me is like, it's okay to be human. It's okay to like forgive yourself. So he was fine with it. I was the one beating myself up. And I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and she said, she said, it was funny. She goes, leave yourself alone. You stop bullying yourself. Yeah. Like, like you wouldn't talk to true. someone else that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why are we talking to ourselves that way? Totally. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about production right now. We talked about yeah. purpose, process, production. Um, you were talking. I mean, this is kind of perfect. Our production broke down. Our, our production. Right. Uh, yeah. So your Total. production process. What do you let's talk about like the three most important tools in your production process. Okay, so three most important tools is what am I recording with, what am I editing with, and what am I distributing on? Okay. So what am I recording with? Um, I record remotely with if – if it's remote, I record with Squadcast. If something happens where, like, Squadcast has a glitch or something, my backup is Zoom, right? Um, there's different production choices I'm making with that. With Squadcast, I have separate tracks and really high-quality files. With Zoom, I have a lot more limitations in the editing process, right? Um, and then, like, what am I editing with? If I'm editing myself, I use Sound Studio for Mac. My editors use their own Pro Tools. Um, or you could use a company like Hatch. Hatch is amazing. Use Hatch.fm. 
FM unlimited podcast, I think 500 bucks a month, American based company, like so dope, reliable, extraordinary. Um, they're actually going to be the ones doing my brag podcast. Right. And then, um, and then the last one is distrib- distribution. So I use Simplecast. I found Simplecast when they were a startup, and I'm kind of like all about like being a beta tester and startup. Yep. They ended up becoming one of the largest podcast hosts acquired by Sirius. But like at the time, like Sirius XM. But like at the time, like they they were a start they were a small startup and i've stuck with them but there's so many there's transistor by justin jackson that uh, simplecast is known for analytics and being able to properly support enterprise companies um transistor justin jackson's an amazing educator all been at buzzsprout um they do such a great job with marketing of your podcast if you want to do marketing you know it just uh, you want to choose the tool set that makes the most sense for what you're doing like as i mentioned with the um, brag podcast I'm coming out with, I'm going to be recording with Fireside app, right? Um, when I'm in studio, I record with an H6 Zoom recorder, a bunch of mics, um, mic stands, etc. in a studio. When I record the Women in Tech podcast, I have an H1 with adapters and little lapel mics that go to each person so I can throw it in my bag. My favorite piece of video equipment, if I am doing video... As a combination, I have the Mevo, which is amazing. I recommend every content creator have a Mevo. It's just amazing. What is a Mevo? A Mevo, I'm going to show you right now. It's actually right next to me. Look how small this is. A Mevo, this little thing, can live stream. It can offline record. So if I want to do any kind of live streaming stuff, offline record. Um, it It has phenomenal audio quality. It's just unreal, the audio quality out of this thing. Like I've recorded live events at the beach and for how for whatever magic reason it mm. doesn't pick up the sound of, of the air it just picks up the people's what? voices it's crazy and then another piece of gear that if i want to do video that's really useful is this one the 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 dgi i forget what it's called the dgi dji um pocket pocket cam yep. i think it was called and it just really high quality great video stabilization and so it just depends like you know what I'm doing and what I need to get done to know what what gear set I want to use. Yep. But these days you could completely use your phone. I mean, Mr. Beast talks about that he used his phone for several years before getting other yeah. ca- other equipment. The phone is fantastic, and it, it, so that that the gear wise and in the production process. How, where do you start framing questions and outlining the interviews? Like, how does that work into? Is is that part of your production as well? And and what does that look like? So my show is not a scripted show. Um, yeah. So I have a loose structure, and the only reason I have a loose structure is because when I first started podcasting in 2013, uh, it would take me about 40 hours to edit uh, one to two hours of audio file. One, I I wasn't an editor, so I was yeah, teaching yeah. myself. Yeah. And on top of that, it's because the conversations were so all over the place that I would have to like when we talked about oranges, then I would talk about apples, then I'd go to <laughs> bananas, and then I'd go to yep. tangerines. So and then I'd go back to oranges again so I'd have to edit it so it all just was a cohesive fluid conversation and so now I have a loose structure so that in the editing process you pretty much know the categories that I'm speaking in and the flow of those categories so you don't it doesn't take extra editing time so that just comes with practice but I don't I have questions in mind 
Um, but it's not a scripted show and it, there's not, I don't send guest questions in advance. Um, because I think it takes away from the conversation being organic and authentic. I want that element of surprise. I want them to be surprised and really think about it. And then I want me to be surprised by their answers. Yeah. I love that approach. I mean, that's sort of the approach that I've been, I've been taking at the beginning. I kind of had all the questions spelled out, but then I realized, you know, if, if I'm casting the right guests that I'm truly interested in, you know, I really just need more like a framework, like an idea of like where I want the conversation to go. But I don't want to be too stringent on like needing to hit those questions because then I'm going to yeah. miss all the gold that naturally comes mm -hmm. out of the conversation. And then also as part of remember, I was talking about dreamlining our process. The dreamline for my process is to interview as many people as possible, because, again, women in tech, I'm looking to celebrate as many women in tech as possible. We are LA Tech. I'm looking to introduce you to as many people in the LA Tech community as possible. That means I need to, like, be able to sustain high levels of quantity, which is like a high level of uh, interview output, a high level of editing output, a high level of marketing output. So the less pre-production that I need to do suits the purpose of the show. Yep. Right. I can't yep. spend like I mentioned Danny Miranda, his interview um, and pre-production process is just beyond amazing. It is so eloquent. Mm. I, I was, I was describing it to someone that he almost has like a love affair with his guests. Like he like curates who he wants to interview and then he'll listen to all their interviews. And I mean, when he shows up to his podcast episode, you're like, how do you even know that about me? Like, because he's really passionately gotten to like, like stepped into your world to genuinely get to know you from an authentic place. The curiosity that he leads his podcast with is so beautiful and dynamic, and I admire it. But if I did that same thing with my pre-production process, I would not be able to fulfill the purpose of my show. Mm, so the purpose guides the process and the production. Right, and, and I think Danny's purpose for his show is that, intimately get to know yep. these extraordinary people. Yeah, that's so well put. I'm I'm so happy you're you're on this and I'm thinking about how meta it is that we're like breaking down podcasts as we're talking about podcasts, <laughs> as we're talking about production that it's not working, you know, the production is failing. It's like it, yeah. it's it's I, I love it. Uh all right, and then so after your editor sends it back, do you give it a re-listen or is I mean I, I imagine like with all your your plate as full as it is, it's probably hard to listen to 6 hours of of yeah, interviews so every single I week. have I have someone on my team who who their job is to listen. So I okay. don't listen. I'd like to listen more, but I yeah, I have it very full plate. So uh someone on the team who is who was my original editor like since 2014 um, he has transitioned a lot in his life. And so the capacity that worked well for him was like listening in and he knows exactly what I want. Dope. Yeah. Dope. All right. So we have the purpose down. We have the process. We have the production. Now, how do we get eyeballs or earball, yeah, <laughs> ear, ear ears, eardrums on this thing. Yeah. You know, that's the ear thing. Balls. That's where I'm I like at. like earballs. Yeah, earballs. <laughs> you know, how do we get your earballs on this show? And that's where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, and selfishly, I, I, I'm having so much fun with this yeah. podcast because it, I ask 
guests questions that I want to know. And I believe yeah. that if I really want to know them, there's other people that, you know, right. want to build online as creators that are going to relate and want to know the answer. So right now, I, I think I have those first three down. I'm passionate about the, the people that are on the show. I had the process down, got the production. Now it's like, all right, how do we scale this and get this to more people? Where do I start? Yeah, so I'm going to give you really precise notes off the top of my head. So take out your pen and paper, not just saying that because I think it's just not – like for me to be like, you should be an Instagram. It's like such a waste <laughs> of everyone's time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. First, I would use a tool, a project management tool called Notion. Tom, do you use Notion? I do, but I'm not that organized about it. It's kind of like messy. <laughs> so so once once you kind of – Notion has this weird learning curve that like I found like when I first started using Notion, I was like, what? WTF? And then if I, I just gave it like a little bit of time, not even a lot, like 15 minutes to just be like, okay, what is really going on here? And then it was the easiest thing ever. Like I didn't have to learn nice. anything. Yeah. I just had to like kind of – change how I perceived it like I was in another way of thinking so it wasn't about learning the tech it was like thinking about the tech so yep. I would recommend using notion because it's extremely easy and I would create a document in notion called marketing experiments I would also mm. write a document called goals in the document called goals I'd have the goals for each month month one month two month three month four what are your listenership goals that you're inspiring for so I'd have what your goal is and what your actual results are in the marketing experiment document as you're reading through blogs as you're listening to like Dave Gerhardt's marketing podcast as you're looking at your amazing uh, videos on your Instagram which is a phenomenal Instagram bonus footage if you haven't gone there it's so good um, um, you're taking notes. So you're writing the idea. So I just did a post yesterday um, with a new experiment, right? And the reason why I call them experiments is because this term marketing feels really emotional. Like it has to work. It needs to work. If it doesn't yep. work, I am a failure, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas like an experiment, you're like, I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to see how it works. And then I'm just going to make a note of it. And you I'm going to learn. Kind of yeah. And so, like, for instance, the most recent experiment I discovered yesterday, I was on Twitter. There's this guy, I think you say his name is Ulu. I'm not sure. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He had on his Twitter profile, I think you haven't, you probably haven't even, do you even have Twitter, Tom? I do. I'm not that okay. active on it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. on Ulu's Twitter profile, I'm like, I don't even know how I found this guy. It had a big subscribe on his profile to his newsletter, not in a tweet, but like on his main profile bio. I'm like, how'd you get that? So I message him. I DM him. How'd you get that? He's like, oh, I use review. I'm like, I have review. Review. It's getreview.co, G-E-T-R-E-V-U-E.co. Um, and I was like, but I don't have it on my profile, how'd you do that? He's like, it's in the integration. So I look at the integration, I click on setting, and I see that you have to check a box that says display and profile. Didn't know that was there, uh. right? All of a sudden, I have an email newsletter sign up on the my actual profile for my Twitter. Now I see that they also have a Medium integration. Well, I've written posts on Medium in the past about podcasting, about entrepreneurship, about LA tech. So I integrate my Medium and then I'm able to drag and drop my old Medium posts like in Medium onto my review, which is all free by the way. And then I could easily just have an issue of my quote unquote newsletter. And then I just, now I have a newsletter and I put it and the people can subscribe. And so I did that in the middle of the night and I already have like 10 subscribers by not even like 
time. Yeah. It took me 30 minutes. Experiment. Right, an experiment. <laughs> so now what would you do with that experiment? Well, the thing that most people miss is having a listener journey in mind. What is the journey you want your listeners to go through and what goals are you aspiring for? And are those goals being met? So if my listener journey for We Are LA Tech, for example, is maybe at the end for them to be part of the We Are LA Tech Experience Club, are, is everybody going through the, the journey, the listener journey, to discover about the We Are LA Tech Experience Club? Or have I not created something in my flow where that journey gets lost? There's a stop mm-hmm. in the journey. So I, I really need to spend the time assessing the journey. So if I have this kind of like um, subscribe, this subscribe on my profile, Profile and I integrated with Twitter, etc. Um, is that newsletter that I just created, where I just all of a sudden have ten new people part of wanting to know what I'm about? Is it at the end leading back to the We Are LA Tech Experience Club? Do I have it in the newsletter? Have I taken a Medium post and then at the end do I say, if you want to learn more about the We Are LA Tech Experience Club, click here, right? And so everything is about executing on the experiment, making sure the experiment incorporates the end goal for the listener journey and is taking them on a journey and assessing what are the results of the experiment and what were the goals of the experiment and just observing the process through and through. So you want to have like, an experiment list of like 100, 200 things and not be emotionally attached and just simply have an observation strategy in place and make sure to be notating that. And the easiest way to stay organized doing that whole thing is with Notion. Whew. I hope people had their pens out, their, their, their <laughs> pen and papers out. I, I love that approach of an experiment too because it, yeah, it just makes it feel like, you, you know, it's win-win. You, yeah. you either get results that you want or you don't and then you learn from them and then yeah. you improve or yeah. and, and you know what I find out about these experiments too like sometimes them themselves just standing alone yeah. don't work but yeah. maybe they help complement a future experiment and you got totally. the insight from doing that one you know totally. six months ago that you totally. can then apply to that and oh now it all works seamlessly totally. together Another FYI um, is there's a new thing just started five or six days ago called Tweet 100. If you, I think if you go to tweet100.com and it's a free challenge to tweet for 100 days. And this guy, Jay Klaus, I think you say he built it yeah. in the most beautiful way. You go to Tweet 100, you enter in your email, you get automatically added to a leaderboard of a whole bunch of people's Twitters, and you automatically get added to a Twitter list. And then it tracks you to make sure you're tweeting every day because it's proven if you oh, tweet something of value each day, you will grow your following. And um, Ariel, she's amazing. She has an amazing newsletter called, um, I think it's called the Podcast. Oh, no, I'm forgetting. I like the podcast. She's amazing. She's already this and that on Twitter. She's absolutely amazing. She she has a newsletter that promotes podcasts and she just she's so worth it out. Yeah. Yeah. So five days ago, she started doing the 100 thing. And in five days, she got 125 followers. And it's all because she's a part of this tweet 100 challenge. So like there's all these different experiments that you could execute on and try and just see where they lead for you. You, you, Everybody is different. If you have a podcast that's an audio drama in like the romance space, or if you have a podcast that's a business podcast, or if you have a podcast that's an interview, like so many different categories, what works for one person won't necessarily work for the next person. So you have to find the experiments that work for your type of content. It's just like I could have the same kind of thing that you have on your Instagram and maybe it won't work for me at all. You know, like yeah. we have to find our own vibe. 
Yeah, and, and, and right now my experiment is, uh, uh, I, 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 I'm running an experiment right now, and basically it's using uh, TikTok because my video formats are like perfectly for that platform yeah. to get exposure to a new audience and then have them look into what's going on. And then in my link in bio, I have a, I have that course. Yeah. It's not a course, like lessons, just yeah. like, fr- like free lessons on like how to create right. short videos. And that puts you part of my newsletter. And the yeah. newsletter is basically my podcast. So yeah. anyone that downloads that like is, is interested in being a creator and, and, yeah. and understanding this, this world a little more. So then you get, uh, the, you know, the, this kind con- like, I'm trying to kind of treat yeah. treating the podcast. Like this is my product. This is like an add on to that product that they just totally. were interested in. So I'm going to see if it works. It might not work. And, and you know, <laughs> someone listening to this right now is like, yes, that's exactly why I'm listening to this podcast. Uh, please, please DM me and let me know if, yeah. if, uh, if that was a fun way to be part of your, the listener journey for my, my show. Yeah. And and even with your your newsletter that you already create um, that's already set up because it's not on review and because it can't be uh, like only with review can you have it officially on your Twitter profile. I would duplicate the content in your newsletter in your existing newsletter and just do little like Cliff Notes versions in the review and say if you want the full thing go here. Like go I'm there. not opposed yeah. to having like 15 news. I mean it doesn't cost anything and people on Twitter look. In our digital age, everybody is navigating the internet in a different way. So just because someone's surfing on Twitter doesn't mean they're going to sign up for your other newsletter. But if you have like an integrated button that's like part of the Twitter ecosystem, people may just like click, click because it's easy, you know? And so, but they're not necessarily going to go to your site and sign up for a thing, right? And so utilize that. Attract 10 more people, 100 more people, however many more people because it's free. It doesn't cost you anything and all you have to do is smartly repurpose content and that's it even on um on review i mentioned the medium integration they have a twitter integration which means you could just pull tweets into your issues because you think someone's going to look at your high value tweet that you posted three months ago it doesn't matter how valuable it is it's twitter it's gone but if you put that into your newsletter and now it's an issue that then it becomes revaluable to everybody i like this review platform i'm gonna check this one out for sure (laughs) yeah now the i have a question within itunes or spotify or like what because i know a lot of people and in their introduction they ask people to go leave a a rating and a review does that actually help boost your your profile within itunes like what does that do should i be focusing on that or or is that a waste of time and there's a great tool. I think it's ratethispodcast.com. I want to make sure um, I have the right URL. But essentially, it's really hard to uh, to rate. Yeah, it's ratethispodcast.com. It's really hard to rate a podcast as like a listener. It's just they don't make it easy. And so ratethispodcast.com makes it really easy for people okay. to leave you ratings and reviews. And, and another, by the way, before I get into ratings and reviews, another great, great, great resource in the podcasting space is um actually i'm going to give you two more resources since we're on the topic of marketing bring them on 
uh, podpage.com. I'm pretty sure it's .com. That is an amazing, amazing resource for creating a podcast website fast. Like I'm talking about in under 30 seconds. You just, yeah, podpage.com. You just have to enter in your RSS and you'll have this beautiful like amazing website that is so easy and it has your guest release forms it has rating ratings you could add your video to it you could i mean it automatically pulls in all your episodes it's like it is just like and it's optimized for seo search engine optimization it's absolutely amazing another i'm looking for that right now so thank you (laughs) yeah i'm looking for that Another great tool as part of like marketing and repurposing your content, there's a company called Headliner. They have headliner.app and they have headliner.ai, two different products. Headliner.app is what I use to make all my social trailers for all my podcast episodes. So in my list, in my in my guest in my guest campaign, like all the guests I interview, part of it is we create a headliner for everybody, at, which is a social trailer for the episode, and we send it to them after the episode so they have something. Now I don't ask people to share because I, I don't like it when people ask me to share, so they could use it as they wish. But we have it there for them, if and they then want if we to. need it, yeah, and if we need it for our social, we uh, we use it for our social too. So. That's one side. That's for your trailers. Amazing. There's a lot of great trailer solutions. That's the one I use. Headliner.ai. Yo. You can upload any audio file and maybe even a video file, but definitely an audio file. And you can record uh, and it intelligently, it's AI, intelligently finds the smart quotes in the file for you and you can instantly create a video like a little social video out of that quote with the transcript of the quote really how does it know this it knows the banger quotes (laughs) it just knows it's amazing it it might listen to one of my episodes and not and not find anything (laughs) like you know you know what tom upload this file right just as an experiment upload this file to headliner.ai it's free Yep. And just see what it pulls out and just make it do a test run. And yeah, it's just I, like yeah amazing. it sounds amazing. It sounds and amazing. And then um, what headliner.ai also does is if you are moderating a, po- a, a clubhouse room, if you're doing that kind of like social, social audio live kind of yeah. stuff, you can put your clubhouse URL into like the scheduled event into headliner.ai and when you start your room it will automatically record the room for you and so when the room's done you it's found all the smart quotes of the of the room session you just did and then you could easily create a little social video out of all those smart quotes how do you know all these fantastic i'm I'm doing this i'm obsessed with productivity software yeah i'm like that saves so much time i mean you're you're you're, you're, yeah, instead of just letting your assets just go into like the ether and just go yeah. and evaporate, you yeah. are, you're capturing as much as this content that you can use and give to the world as possible. In, all, in so many ways, like, in a, and I love that you said it saves so much time because I, my blog is Save Business Time and I have a secondary Twitter, Save Biz Time, B I Z Time, and it's yeah. all about sharing all these uh, tools I find. But like, so my women in tech show Twitter is really hard for me to keep up with. I just, I have so, so many podcasts, brand, you know? And so I'm going to be using headliner.ai to put all my podcast episodes into Headliner. So the files into Headliner, and then it will int- fi- intelligently 
find the good pieces and then um, give me a little video and then I'll use that transcript as the tweet and just schedule them out on women in tech so it's a valuable resource uh, for people who want to learn from incredible women in tech around the world I and I can further I promote wait. my guests that way you know what I mean I gotta down I'm yeah. gonna be downloading like five new new apps after this call <laughs> but yeah. no I mean I, I like I'm thinking out loud I wish I, I I had that I mean I have all you know the backlog of content right now I want to do that with them so this will I'm definitely going to use it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Happy to help. Yeah. So, so the I th- don't think do we we didn't even touch ratings. Oh yeah, we we touched ratings. Oh, no, no, no. So, so ratings. So you asked like you know is it how good? Is it, is it yeah? So here's the thing: we still don't have um we still don't have like uh, Apple that give limits the data it gives us yeah. as audio podcasters. So ratings are a great way to see how the show is doing. It also tells Apple like this is a show worth promoting and checking out. Especially when you launch your show, I'd highly if you if you launch an audio podcast, I'd highly recommend that before you launch what you do is you add one trailer episode like an introductory episode the only reason to launch this introductory episode is because you won't know the exact date your podcast will go live so you want to trigger the feed so that when you launch your real first episode you can message people and say hey on x date i'm going to be doing this you cannot do that if you have no feed at all right so you want to do this like intro episode just to trigger the feed once you have the feed now you have a date and i i highly recommend you reach out to as many people in your network as possible again make that notion sheet or google sheet right and just um say hey i'm launching my podcast i would really appreciate you rating and reviewing here's the date and use rate this podcast.com to make it like easier for them. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, here's the question. Does that, uh, the way I'm, I'm imagining it is when you get enough ratings and reviews, it pushes you to more eyeballs in some way. Like if you get a yeah. video on YouTube that gets on the main page, you get a lot right. of new exposure. If right. you're on TikTok, you get on the for you page, you get a lot of, does, is there any right. element of that in the podcast world or is it more no. just like it looks good? It looks good for you. It looks good. I don't think as officially, but I think it could work. I don't think it's as straightforward as TikTok or YouTube, but yeah. I think it doesn't hurt. Additionally, when you have those reviews, then you could do two things. You could cop- take a screenshot of the review, put it on your socials to show that people are listening to the show. Additionally, you could read those reviews on your podcast to share like comments that people have left about your podcast. So it's just you as a creator, you always want to be thinking about I'm investing, you know, this amount of time into X right now. How do I leverage the, the return I'm getting out of the time I'm investing? So right now we're doing an episode, right? And yeah, Like, what are all the ways you're probably going to create something cool for your Instagram, which I am, like, really excited about, right? So you have, like, an editing, uh, video editing piece to what you do. But can you also upload into headliner.ai to have these little quotable videos that are really simple that don't take all the production process, right? Can you also, like, turn these, maybe take a quote and turn it into, like, an Instagram post, like just one quote with an artwork for an Instagram post? Can you incorporate the the 
thing um like did you learn something from me today like i did a, a i did a podcast earlier today right so what i did is i have a little um I, I did a little informal video with my phone. I use an app called Giphyo that I just found. And I upload the video to Giphyo so it creates me a Giphy. I wrote a tweet about what I learned in the episode. And then to humanize the tweet, I included a little Giphy of that informal video. Mm. What are all the ways that you could essentially think about it like this? Ask yourself, what are all the different ways I can share my story in as many unique ways as possible? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm leaving a lot on the table right now. Share my journey. Share my journey. Sorry. Share my journey in as many. People want to be a part of a journey. So, like, if you start at zero listeners, you're like, oh, my God, I can't let anyone know. I'm not good enough. No way. Like, if you start to share that. And then when you get to 100, like, dude, I am posting my YouTube journey, like, all the time. I'm like, I just got to claim my URL last night. I have a custom URL. By the way, follow me. It's youtube.com slash C slash Esprit. I'm very excited about it. How'd like, you get that? You can get your own URL that early? I once thought you, you had have to... a, Once you have 100 subscribers. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. I'm almost at 200 subscribers, and I didn't even know. Like, I um. I didn't know that that was a thing, and I saw it in something. Anyway, so I, I, I just got that. But I'm constantly posting in every single one of my description notes on my YouTube channel. I show the current stats, how many videos I've done, how many views I'm getting, how many subscribers I'm at. Because when my channel has 50,000 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers, or like a zillion views, people, my credibility will be so in check because people could go back to video one, and, and I don't have to make up – I don't have to like – I don't have to like um, hope you believe me. You could like see my journey as it happened, and that's really powerful as a creator, as a founder, as as a as a professional for people to be along the ride of your journey. Um, Andrew Warner is coming out with a new book. He's an amazing podcaster with a show called Mixergy. He's like super OG. Like he really led this like business podcast movement, right? And uh, he's coming out with a book. Every step of the way, he's like, today I was a part of his live listening. So he read the draft of his book out loud to some beta readers, and we gave him feedback. He posted about which um, book book jacket designs do you like the best. Vote on it. He put it on his Twitter. He put it in email. Like every step of the way, he's sharing the journey of launch uh you know launching his book like releasing his book whatever you call it right and so like how can you best share your journey that is the most powerful marketing that you can ever do ever 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 that is the growth hack yeah. to be consistent and to share your journey yeah because then your your fans they feel like they're part of it with you and yeah. they're subconsciously cheering for you to win yeah. you know yeah. they're like i can't wait until he gets that 10,000 like mark yeah. and then they they became your biggest advocates to try to push your stuff to more people 100% 100% yeah and then last up we have um monetization are you ready for monetization i'm ready for monetization can right. can yeah, I, I can I um present the the question. So yes, I, I want I like to kind of create a fictional like persona, uh, and then yeah. we, we don't have to sure. filter all of the answers through this. But I I think on one of my other podcasts I I think I was talking to JT and I was talking about a guy that uh wants to build his account around his um his love for mountain biking, 
And let's say I just made this guy up. And then we talked about that, like making short form video around that. But now let's say he wants a podcast and he has this idea for a podcast. I just thought of this where he goes on a mountain bike with the guest and they bike to a certain part of the mountain and then they sit down they got the h6 and and they record a a 30 minute conversation about and maybe it's like entrepreneurs that are also mountain bikers right yeah let's say he has 200 listeners per episode right now yeah uh but he wants he has goals to monetize this right right how many like where what direction does he need to go in order to monetize this how many followers does he should he like try to attain Right. And then what's the first step to getting this thing monetized? So you don't need any followers or listeners or anything to monetize. You could monetize before you even launch by just leading with the mission and looking at the ecosystem. I call it building the ecosystem of your podcast. What is the world of your podcast? Um, Architecting the world of your podcast. Like, do you have a network? Do you have an email list? Do you have followers somewhere? Do you have close friends? Are you part of a meetup group? What are all the things that are part of the world of your podcast? And can you access those things in your world? So like, for example, the Women in Tech podcast, I was able to have a sponsorship for that podcast before I even launched. One, on my credibility, right? And two, because like I had a, a tremendous relationship with women in tech already everywhere and they wanted to save on, on recruiting costs, right? So it wasn't mm-hmm. about how many listeners I have. Is like, can I provide them a female engineer? Like, you know? Yes. So it's really thinking, it's leading with the mission of your show, understanding what that person wants out of the relationship and can you give them what they need out of the relationship? So let's say this person had 200 uh, had 200 listeners and uh, what the sponsor was and, and they're entrepreneurs. So that may, let's say they're successful CEOs. So they're CEOs who ride these bikes. And let's say the sponsor is a bike company. And let's say it's an expensive bike company, right? So with 200 listeners, how many and, – and let's say the sponsor of this expensive bike company uh, was down to sponsor you for $5,000. And let's say even one bike – like that they sell cost $5,000. So out of the 200 listeners, do you have the confidence that one out of the 200 listeners would buy that one bike? Because right there, if they would, that's a break even deal for that bike company. And if, and then if you have two people out of the 200 that buy the bike, now they just, you know, doubled it up or, you know, so like, you just want to think about what, what, like what's in it for them? Like, what do they want? Can you deliver on that? And is the price point right that it makes sense? If they're spending five grand and their product is $5, how many do you need to sell for them to get up to have it make smart business sense? Now, maybe they're not looking for transactions. Maybe they're looking for brand awareness with the most influential CEOs. Be really clear up front. Is it brand awareness? Is it commerce? Like, how are you um, being judged as your success for them? I've totally turned down large deals that I wish I didn't have to turn down because it just wasn't the right fit. The economics didn't make sense. Or maybe they were sloppy on their end and they weren't really clear about what success looked like. And I really care that I'm delivering and, um, and providing from a place of integrity. And so, like, if I don't believe that that's going to happen, then I just don't want to risk it. Like, uh, it's my reputation on the line. So, yeah. Does that help yeah, a little bit? 
No, no, no. That that's that that helps a lot. Now, when they're reaching out, what is the are should is is this a Notion doc again? You you get your ten favorite brands, and then yeah. you go on their websites, find their emails. What does that email look like? Do you say, "Hey, I I, I want to partner with you right now," or is it just no, like, "Hey, that's like, all just, about you"? No, yeah. so. Write down your favorite brands, go on LinkedIn, look up the CMOs for the brands or the founders, whoever makes sense, put them in your, uh, your notion or your word, whatever, who cares, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And then, and then, um, use hunter.io to find their email address, craft and follow them on all social. So you really get to know them. Don't start tagging them and stuff like that. Like, don't be annoying. Just like, just like get genuinely get to know them. Right. Then maybe if they if the CMO is posting on LinkedIn, comment with something thoughtful, like genuinely get to know them as you'd want them to be their your friend. Right. Then um, when you write the email, you want to come from a place of what's in it for them. So and you want to lead from a place of your mission. So I created um, this podcast for CEOs passionate about mountain biking because I found as CEOs, we don't spend enough time doing our passion. We get locked up at the computer and we don't make time for what's really important and what ends up happening is we burn out rather than living and in the research that I've done when we do actually prioritize um, mountain biking we're more clear and we build smarter businesses so I wanted to create this podcast to encourage like being the most effective CEOs that we can be um, who who also have a passion for mountain biking um, the, I know this because I went through a, a, a really horrible burnout period and when I assessed what was missing, I hadn't ridden my bike in three years, even though it was the thing that I loved the most. I'd love for you to be a part of my journey um, in really, you know, making an impact on CEOs and, you know, X brand, your brand, Rainbow Skins brand. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Like is, is, has been my, the, the, my go-to bike forever. I love it. And then um, like, here's even a picture of me on my bike. It's my favorite. It would be a dream come true if you would consider exploring like working together so that I could share my love for rainbow skins bike uh with my community would you are you open to exploring this conversation and the beauty of that way of reaching out even if a relationship doesn't make sense right now that they're in the industry they might know someone else like they'll at least know that you're a real genuine person that actually cares about this world you're not just trying to you're not looking at them as a transaction as a way to fund your dream exactly i love that first always i love that yeah okay so i um i got two more questions yeah one game one because when we skipped out i really wanted to talk about it but then i forgot now i'm circling back on it is this concept of dreamlining um let's say dreamlining around a podcast this is the theme of the show starting building like someone this mountain biker still like like how how does dreamlining play into uh how uh, the someone that is building a podcast I mean, like, for example, with your mountain bike example, I loved your idea about we go on a ride together and then we get to a destination and then we interview there. So for that one, I'd have mobile gear. Um, I'd, you know, that kind of thing. I'd ask myself, do I want video or audio? Do I want photography? And I would get all the gear that made sense for that kind of production. 
And what is one Maybe thing? Maybe I'd get stabilizers uh, for my uh, bike. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? What is what? What is the definition of dreamline? Like that? That's so, a new so, term for me. Yeah. So dreamlining is just like you allow yourself to dream and dream big, whatever. Like, like if as there were no constraints. Right. Like as though there's no right or wrong. There's no a, a right way to do things. It's just your way. If you had your ideal situation. Assuming the possibility that it can happen, what is that ideal situation? Would Ooh. you want to never edit? Would you do you want to be the host? Do you want to be the producer? Um, do you want to do your artwork? Um, do you want a team? Do you want to do it solo? Do you want to co-host? Do you want to be on the road? Do you want to be in studio? Do you want to be on a bike? Do you want to do you want to interview CEOs? Or, yeah. Do you want to work with this brand? Like assuming everything is possible what is your absolute dream? And then we get to the next phase of like, okay, let's assess this and see how we can make, make it possible. I love it. I'm going to start dreamlining. I'm going to get, I'm, I, I, I'm actually, I think I'm going to end up editing this episode because I want to go through and really look at it and be able to retain the information again. Amazing. Uh, so what is one thing that in your opinion, it, one thing it takes to be successful as a podcaster that others might not agree with you on. Oh, that others might not agree with me. Uh, what mic to get? Mm, mic drop. <laughs> also, it seems like it seems like all these people in the podcasting are all about like their mixer, like all this. I don't know anything about who, who all this mixes equipment. them. I don't mix. Like they they get these mixers and they get this thing or the, joe rogan's mic is the ultimate mic and oh. i think i think the core thing that people may disagree with me is that the level of audio quality for a podcast isn't as important as you think it's actually i think more important in a youtube video than it is in an audio podcast because in an audio podcast you're leading with the intimacy between the host and the listener and in a YouTube video, it's more like a form of entertainment, whereas a podcast is more like a relationship. Yeah. And and think about it. We, we make phone calls on this thing all day, and the, we're listening to people mm -hmm. through this mic. So it's more yeah. than adequate to, to ex yeah. get that information from the other side. One of my, one of my no shade, but one of my favorite podcasters and people is a guy named Harry Stebbings, who has an incredibly successful show. We started around the same time. It's called 20 Minute VC. He's incredible. I don't know how this guy, his audio quality for so many years was so bad. Echoes and air. And I mean, it just didn't matter. People, he, it was 20 Minute VC. The title itself set the expectations. It's a 20 minute duration with venture capitalists. So if you want access to this elite information that you can't get publicly from venture capitalists, you want to tune in. Do you think people really cared about the like echoey room? No, they wanted to hear the inaccessible venture capitalists share everything that they know so maybe that they could raise funds for their own company. And now it has millions and millions and millions of listens. It's very popular. Harry ended up through his podcast. He was like, a young guy I don't remember like let's say 17 18 like young you know I, I'm pretty sure it was like 17 ish and he had no connections he just had a core desire for venture capital he wanted to he knew nothing no schooling on it like I'm talking about like nothing and so he created a podcast, he got rejected a bunch in the beginning, but then he was able to get his first few yeses. And you know, once you get your first few, then other people will start saying yes too. So he was just really uh, perseverance 
played played a, a big win for him. And then um, he just like went after it, and he ended up becoming the youngest one of the youngest venture capitalists, if not the youngest. Created his own venture capital firm, has invested in the most iconic companies that you'd know now. And this, it's all through podcasting. I mean, f- for me, podcasting led to me keynoting with Richard Branson. Like I'm literally going to be on stage with Richard Branson. What? Because of my podcast. You're yeah. playing. No, it's it's next. Uh, I think next February or something. Yeah. Congrats! Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> uh, so you're writing that keynote? I, I'm not you, writing it. No, I'm you're just winging like, it. No, I, yeah, I don't script <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> you just, oh man, that's awesome. That's yeah. like that. See, that and honestly, that's what I want to get into. I want to get in speaking, being on stage, and I feel like podcasting the v- type of videos that I'm doing. It's a great way to practice. Uh, just clearly I'm not clearly doing it but clear <laughs> communication and getting a point yeah. across to uh, to an audience without having to actually be on stage but eventually I want to be there so that that's amazing and I think you're right like yeah do you think he I mean if you don't have your podcast do you think you get that opportunity um like, I mean I do because I'm I go after life yeah 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 uh, yeah <laughs> Let, let's say let's say was it what was the guy's name that that got all the opportunities as the vc oh, oh harry stebbings well, well no, there's something about putting yourself out there that the look, world responds to right he created such a purpose-driven focused consistent podcast so he legit went from nothing to everything all through the vehicle of podcasting do i think Ooh. he would have gotten there without that Sure, if he wanted to be a venture capitalist, maybe it just would have been a different path. Maybe going through school and needing to intern. I don't know. Like his path, would I would imagine, would have been a lot different. It was a very fluid path because of his podcast. Yeah, and I think that's what I was trying to uh, trying to say, and you articulated it much better. The opportunities <laughs> can happen much quicker if yeah. you just put yourself out there in in a in a medium that really energizes you like like yeah. I, I i i think that there's a lot of people out there that have a certain medium a way of communication as a creator that is 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 suited for them their strengths their way of showing yeah. up in the world and i just that's all i i'm here for in this show is to encourage people to find that whether you're making tiktoks or you're telling long-form stories on podcasts so this has been so much fun you so are cool. you are the girl that gets it done I, I, you, you, you got it done on this show. Uh, thank you so much for, for dropping all of those gems for our listeners. Uh, where, uh, where can we go and find you? Yeah. So, uh, if you want to email me, it's a spree at Hey.com. So E S P R E at H E Y.com. Um, connect with me on social at Esprit Devora on all social. And if you want to be part of my community clubhouse thing, so they're totally free. I do them every week. I feature industry experts, um, in podcasting on clubhouse sessions, go to Esprit.club. And so it has all my upcoming free classes on there for the community. That's E S P R E dot C L you be well thank you for leading with value this whole entire show uh amazing i can't wait to uh, continue this conversation just remember like it's really important to remember your intuition is your oracle like everyone has an opinion you're gonna read a lot of blogs a lot of tweets a lot of everything a lot of instagram stories and you're gonna get lost in all of it which is really normal just remember at the end of the day feel what's right for you and like your intuition is your oracle. 
And if there's anyone that was on the brink of trying to figure out if they should start a podcast or not, I think this <laughs> convinced them. So thank you so much, Esprit. Yeah, you got it.